Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host, Mork Daddy. How you doing? Master Rank Culp to Roth. Pain in the butt. Tired. <laughs> Need to move on. <laughs> let's, uh, let's yeah, do no. something a little well, bit better, not, like podcasting. Let's, let's not turn this into, into Fort is no longer happy with Monster Hunter podcast. Uh, <laughs> I no, thought that's no. what this already was. No, I mean, I'm avoiding it. I'm trying to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we could just make an episode where we just talk about all the things that just make us so mad with the games. But I mean, like, do an episode. Do that in one of my off weeks. Yes. Top ten games. Do that during an off week. (laughs) Yeah. Grind my gears. Like top top ten features in Monster Hunter that just really stress our asses out. That's that in itself is a perfect episode. I'm not. Might go for four hours. I'm not gonna name it that. That's not. <laughs> uh, Maybe also, not necessarily that. My co-host Pan, how you doing? I'm doing great, and this time I pushed my push to talk button so you can hear me. Yay! Yes. Uh, first of all, I keep forgetting to do this lately, but thank you, Wolfie Melon, for our intro music. Um, did that for free ages ago. I think it's been over a year now. We've had that music, um, but still, she did it for free, so it's amazing. Uh, and then, we love um, you. Yes, she's amazing. We've had her on a couple times. Need to get her back I wanna, on. I want to. I want to be able to talk to her because I'm a huge hardcore fan. She did my music too, so. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, and then also, I don't know who she is, but she sounds amazing. She is. She's. She does uh, custom, <laughs> uh, or she does her own piano music for Monster Hunter. So if you ever listen to our intro, that's what she does. Just, just takes a takes a tune and piano tizes it. <laughs> she is a great British artist. Yes. Uh, well, now German, because she's in Germany now, or both. Um, Does she have like the dual citizenship, or I, like... I don't, I don't know, I don't know more. We'll have to ask her once we're over there. You know, we'll have to ask her. Do they uh, just from what stuff I recall, knock first. From what I recall, it's generally easy to get dual German citizenship if you're at least like one quarter German. Hmm. Oh, I don't know I anything about her heritage. She just teaches yeah. there. Uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. From what my German teacher taught me when I was in undergrad, and she, mm-hmm. my German teacher was like half ethnically German. Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, it's pretty easy to get German citizenship if you have at least one grandparent who is from Germany. Mm, das ist sehr gut. I'd have to go back like four generations to hit Germany, but it's there. Um, See, I'd have to. I'd have to go back to a great grandparent, so I'm just barely outside the cutoff. <laughs> I think it's even. It'd have to be my great-grandparents' great-grandparent, I think, is how far back I'd have to go. That's also where a lot of my Native American comes from, so. <laughs> um, anyways. Native American Germans. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I'm a lot of things. I'm a lot of there's things. A, there's a lot more of that than you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a special kind of Micmac. I'm half Irish, half Scottish. Micmac. Canadian. Oh, that's rare. Irish, Scottish, Canadian. I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we do want to have a little bit of a disclaimer for tonight's episode. Uh, now, normally we aren't really PG anymore. We cuss and I get mad and drop F-bombs about Cool Bay Teroth and Safi Jeeva all the time. But uh, <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about uh, dating sims tonight. And some of these dating sims have more adult-oriented content. And we're not really going to shy away 
from that content if it's necessary for the discussion. We're not going to be in here, I don't know, giving detailed explanations, but um, if you're a little bit squeamish on uh, sexual content tonight, might be a little rough for you. So I, just a fair warning is what we're going to say. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be talking about dating sims. Um, I was only able to play one, uh, and f I actually finished it though. So I only have one for my list. Uh, and Morg, I know you have a couple, so we, this actually probably won't be a very long list because these are very long games for the most part. And Pan, I mm -hmm. think you have a decent bit. So I have two that I would talk about in depth uh -huh. and I may recall more. Mm -hmm. as we go on but there's two that definitely i want to talk about sure there might be a few that we talk about tonight that none of us have really got deep into but we've seen things about and that kind of thing so yeah um well with my i really go ahead. i really did mean to get into a few more of them but uh this genre it's very time consuming yeah and i just like I was saying earlier in our Discord, I was scrambling to finish uh, the one game I was working on before podcast chat time. Same. And uh, I actually didn't quite finish it, but I did get to like a sort of satisfying conclusion. But we'll get to that later. But so, yeah, I, I didn't have time. I literally didn't have time, and I tried. Yeah, the uh, so we, we delayed this episode one week, and that, that was enough time for me to finish the game that I was playing. Um, but that was about it. Like... I mean, I played some other things in the meantime, but, like, I, I didn't have enough time to start something and then go through it. Even just watching it, uh, I realized. Like, I was just, like, I think it was Wednesday when I finished uh, Honey. And I was just like, okay. Which I got a little braver. I, I actually showed what I was playing on Discord when I was playing Honey Pop. Sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I meant to give you some shit about that at some point when I saw you doing it, but I was busy and I forgot. <laughs> I would have been very embarrassed, even though nothing was happening. <laughs> it was more like oh failing goodness. dates. Uh, okay, so uh, Morg, why don't you lead us off tonight? Uh, I have an idea of which ones you're going to talk about, but um, go ahead. Surprise us. What is the first oh. dating sim tonight? Okay, well, we might as well go into the nitty-gritty, and we might as well talk about Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, I thought you were going to lead with this one. Goodness. You now, know, I have seen a lot about this. I never played it, but I've seen a lot. Um, I, I've i played it thoroughly, and oh Did you my play Doki goodness, Doki? It is a roller coaster of a ride for a game. Um, mm -hmm. So the idea is that you're a, you're a, um, like a high school dude, um, just deciding to, you know, join a club and your, um, your childhood, f uh, friend who has like a big crush on you. Slash like, you know, neighbor. Hey, yeah. Slash neighbor uh, is mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, maybe you should uh, join the literature club or whatever. And so the idea is that, um, you're playing with, uh, like a cast of like four people. Um, three of them are actually supposed to be in the game. And the fourth one, Monica is um like this fourth wall breaking somehow sentient yeah. character that likes to screw around with the game. Or, hold um, up, hold up, just a little, just a little more. Guide. Hold up. Um, yeah. So Doki Doki Literature Club, it's like a subversion of the dating simulator. Yes. It is. It is very much yeah. a subversion. Yeah. It's like it's like how Undertale is to turn based uh role playing games, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Doki Doki Literature Club is to dating simulators. Yeah, yeah. It basically takes everything that is part of the formula of a dating sim, and it just kind of, it pretty much turns it into a creepy pasta. Um, yes. So yeah, uh, basically what'll happen is is that Monica, like because she has like this big crush on you as the player as opposed to the character, she wants to spend all of her time with you. So what she'll do is she'll try and tweak with, uh, she'll try and play around with like uh, the uh, uh, the behaviors and the characteristics, yeah. and yeah, the personalities of the other characters. So then that way you're more inclined to dislike them and you know drift towards her. Um, eventually it kind of gets out of hand and it, it starts right from the first playthrough when, you know, it doesn't really matter who you're playing, uh, for, um, what she'll do is she'll go to Sayori, who is supposed to be like your, um, childhood the friend, hi- yeah, neighbor, the, whatever. The sweetheart, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like by, like by the end of it, it gets so far out of hand that she actually starts killing and deleting all the players from like, from like the, uh, the character files even like she'll actually like play around with the files themselves. Um, Oh yeah. Let's uh, let's hold up there more. Yeah. That's a good point. We do need to define the genre. Um, okay. I, yeah. I think we got away from that last time also. Not so much, yes, but yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, Pan, you're your most experienced, so lead us off, and, and Morgan and I will add or subtract to what we feel from from there. Sure. So, to me, uh, dating simulator games are where you play a point-of-view character. 99% of the time, it's male. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play a point-of-view character who goes through a sort of everyday life, or maybe a version of everyday life, because there's you know fantasy genre or what have you, but everyday life... And there's a cast of female characters and sometimes one or two male gay option characters. Mm -hmm. And the point of the game is to get through your everyday life and find a romantic partner among the cast of non-player characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a few tropes that are very common to this genre. There is always the best friend from childhood. Mm -hmm. There's usually one or two super secret romance options that are a giant pain in the ass to get. Um... And then there is sometimes, but not always, a a, uh, a homosexual option to these, but that's not essential to the genre. Yeah. The big thing to this is that there's a lot of reading to do because there's a lot of sort of exploring personalities and d- dialogue options. Mm-hmm. And however you choose to do these dialogue options, the uh, NPCs will be more affectionate towards you or less affectionate towards you. And mm-hmm. then, like we said it, during the disclaimer earlier... There is more often than not a sexual component to the games where there, you'll be, you know, if you seduce the right girl, you'll be rewarded with a pornographic picture of that girl. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and in a few games, in a few of the games I've played, there's an RPG element where you have very base stats that you have to increase uh, through uh, various activities that you do when you're not just talking to the girls. Right. Mm-hmm. Typically, a lot of the ones that I'm very familiar with, they all tend to be visual novels. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if dating sims are strictly, like, a subcategory of visual novels themselves. Like, just that flat out. But um, They are often. More often than not, yeah. They, are, they tend to be visual novels where it's, like, very story-oriented where you're a character in the mix of things. And then you develop a romantic relationship with somebody. Like, wh- any one of the characters. 
typically yeah. you. It's also, you get your free it's also a lot like the video equivalent of a choose-your-own-adventure book. Yeah, 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 essentially like that, yeah. With porn. <laughs> <laughs> in some cases, yes. The internet not in every porn. case. Not in every not case. Not in every case. Not in every case. True. But so, yeah, so back to Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a sort of deconstruction of the genre. Yeah, essentially so, yes. So you get, uh, okay, so let me delve into the cast first off. Okay, so you get Sayori, which is the character that your character that you play as is most familiar with. Then there is Yuri, who is like the book shy, you know, super smart, you know, super pretty, but very, you know, to herself kind of a person, very complex and deep and so forth. And then you have uh, Natsuki, which is um, like the pink-haired, the tiny um, Poppy, young. freshman kind. Well, she's very feisty, the manic very pixie angry dream attitude. Girl. Yeah. Well, yes. she's very she's very tomboyish, and she's very into comics and stuff like that. So the idea of the game is that you write poems um, that you want to that you want to cater specifically to. Um, the girl that you like, so then that way she'll like the poems more, and then she'll come to appreciate you more, and think that and think more that there's more of a connection between the two of you, and then you'll get into like these scenarios where you kind of sort of sort of uh, get closer to each other. There's no sexual component, like it's sexy, <laughs> but it's um, it's very very mild. Let's just put it uh, like that. It's it, it's, yeah, it's definitely a PG thirteen game. Yeah, like there's no there's no except in- for the gore. No, no, you're right. There's <laughs> you're right. There's gore. There's no intercourse in it, but I mean, like, it does get very graphic with a lot of the deaths. Like, for example, when Sayori dies, um, she succumbs to her depression and then hangs herself. And you walk into her room and you're like, well, you know, trying to figure out well, why didn't she come to school, or whatever. And then, like, you go to her house, and then you're wondering what the hell's going on. She's not responding. Go in. And there she is. She's just hung herself by the neck. And you're like, oh, my God. And that sets the tone for the rest of the game. It turns immediately into a creepypasta where all of a sudden, like, Natsuki has, like, black holes for eyes. And she's, like, got, like, tears of blood dripping down. And somehow she goes all poltergeist and then, like, snaps her neck without actually touching it, and she, like, runs at you, and I'm like, what Dude. the hell is going on? Yeah, that and... one, even watching other people react to it, that one still scares me. That um, one was terrifying, but, I mean, the yeah. most upsetting one for me, because I liked Yuri the most, because she was, you know, the shy, complex, and very deep intellectual one, because I liked her the most, um, mm-hmm. she goes nuts. Like, you find out that she's, like, cutting herself, and that she, um... She's well, what like they, obsessed they do is with they, you. The, he, the was what's her name? The uh, Monica. Yeah, she's Monica, she's the craziest of them all. Yeah. Well, Monica manipulates them to what sort of go overboard on their personalities. So instead of exactly, being like yeah. the so like Yuri is, I think is the best example where she's obsessive and compulsive. Then she becomes obsessed with you, and then mm-hmm. like um, just before then, she snaps, yeah, she, she's like. I want to be with you forever. Da, 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 like all of a sudden out of nowhere. And you're like, yeah, uh, she like, this is a little creepy. She like, <laughs> and she like drags you into a closet with her. And she's like, I just want to stare at you forever. And then there's like a part where she's like, I just want to like peel back your skin and then like get inside of you. And I'm like, Oh uh, no, 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 no. Let's so, just be friends. <laughs> so but then like at the very end, let, she like stabs me... herself for love. And I'm like, no, Yuri. 
let me oh. regale a, uh, a a a story of middle school Fortwan that actually relates to the Yuri obsessive thing. Um, oh my god! So I'm ready. I'm ready. This is this. not me being obsessive. Let me clarify. So, uh, this is I, back I assumed in, in Yahoo Messenger days, right? Like this is how we had mm. chat rooms and we were talking to our friends and stuff. And uh, one of my friends had a girlfriend from another school, and um, he invited of course her, he did. her to the chat. And so we were all talking. So it's me and like three other friends and this girl and I think one other girlfriend of another friend of mine. I didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but okay. We ended up like I ended up talking um, to the uh, the friend's girlfriend a little bit more because i would stay up later than anyone else playing diablo and she would just sort of stay up later talking well about two weeks of this happening um usually like friday saturday night because you know i was in school then sunday i'd go to bed early and whatnot but like we ended Mm -hmm. up talking like i don't know quite a bit of time by ourselves and i didn't think anything of it but apparently she started to like me instead of her boyfriend and, like, I wasn't flirty or anything or that kind of thing. Like, I wasn't, like, I was literally just playing Diablo 1, talking to someone, being like, oh, yeah, cool. How's your life? And that I, kind of stuff. I imagine you being, like, lay classic nerd with, like, <laughs> these desperate female flirting attempts. And you're just like, yep. Oh, my playing God. Playing my, my Diablo. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Maybe she was. I don't know. I feel like I was just being me. <laughs> but um i woke up uh so i had talked to her late one night i was up playing diablo until i think it was seven in the morning uh, a saturday night and i was like okay i oh have God, to get to off because it's like again. i see daylight like i need to go to bed and i'm gonna get in trouble and like, and she was like <laughs> okay bye and i was like okay cool so I go to bed, I get up, and there's this long message sent directly to me from her about how she longs to wake up beside me and wants to have my kids and, like, like all this, oh. like, stuff. How old were you? Wow. And I was like, uh, and I literally said this to myself, I was like, I'm 12. This isn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my oh, god so like you need, you're just like i need an adult yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like and at the end of it she was like i can send you pictures of me if you like and i was just like nope i blocked her i never spoke to her again ever never even heard about Good. it since. oh dear <laughs> thank god dear god that okay oh. holy shit so she was roughly your age uh yeah, I I, think she I was feel also bad 12. because she clearly had some kind of emotional, personal issues. I yeah some I don't. Some people are like know. that where they need love, so, but um yeah that yeah that, like that she was my needs normal affection and it is misplaced. That was kind of my normal reaction when when people like expressed an interest to me was just run, like that was just like um bye because <laughs> uh. I had also been hit on uh, at a school dance later on in high school by a dude. And unfortunately, it was in the bathroom. Oof. And Oof. I was actively using the bathroom. And the guy's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, it, it's cool. It's cool. What's Why are you talking to me? I'm like, what's going on? 
And then uh, I realized Aww. what he was doing, and I just ran. <laughs> okay. So. In his defense, in his defense, he's probably like some awkward gay kid in high school who doesn't know how to hit on other dudes yet. Yeah. But that, yeah. that had to be an awful experience for you. It was. I, I was also, in, in, in his defense, I was dressed as Robin Hood, and I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that could dear have, Lord. That could have been too much. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to Doki Doki. I, I suddenly remembered of some... No, that reminds me of some yeah. uh, Mel Brooks jokes, but we're going to get back on track. <laughs> but yeah, there's a joke in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, yeah? Where... Uh, have you ever seen that? I have, yes. Okay, yeah, where like Friar... T- or no, Rabbi Tuck thinks that Robin Hood and all the dudes are like gay. Mm-hmm. The, and so, yeah. Sorry, that just reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. So, Feel free to edit that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, no, Doki Doki obsessive Yuri. Uh, <laughs> so that yeah, I that that I also kind of related to Yuri there because that that brought up memories. Now, granted, I never played this game. I watched uh, I watched a lot of different YouTubers play it. I've probably seen about five playthroughs of this game. Um, I think we watched Jesse Cox play through it. Question mm-hmm. mark, Steve. I just played through it myself. Okay, I thought we watched somebody play through it too. But, okay, yeah, so my husband played through it, and earlier when I wasn't pushing push to talk, he said that he got every ending. Oh. I do remember watching him do play through it quite a bit. And me personally, I was just fascinated by watching this and watching some of the story unfold, because I, I really like, um, I really like deconstructions of genres. Mm-hmm. So, to me, Doki Doki Literature Club was just fascinating. And even though, like, I I guessed some of the twists ahead of time. Not all of them, but a few of them. And I I really enjoyed Deconstructions, and I thought that Doki Doki Literature Club was a really fun and interesting thing. Yeah. Also, I'm super prone to freaking the fuck out during jump scares. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a game that should not be played by people who are very easily disturbed or suffer from like anxiety and such like that. Um, much the- like myself. <laughs> so like, I I consider myself a high anxiety, high stress person, and mm-hmm. I super don't enjoy games that stress me out. But I was just fascinated by watching Doki Doki Literature Club happen. I didn't watch him get all all the endings. I did watch like one or two of them. This was years ago, right when it first came out. Yeah, that I watched him do it. Uh, same so my for memories me. are a little hazy. Uh, I think it was the beginning of twenty seven, twenty eighteen. Um, I remember that. Yeah, Doki Doki Literature Club was really um, it was really starting to make waves in two thousand eighteen for sure. Okay. Okay, it was twenty eighteen. That yeah. explains. Okay, that explains why I don't remember a whole lot of it. Early twenty eighteen is a really hazy time for me. That's right when my son was born. Yeah. Newborn, you know, newborns lack of sleep. I don't remember a lot of early twenty eighteen. But I, I thought watching Doki Doki Literature Club was fascinating. But I also have a very high tolerance for gore and disturbing imagery. And there is some pretty Damn. disturbing imagery in that game. Yeah. No, um, this actually, this game actually sparked, um, I never used to be into creepy stuff, creepy movies, anything like that. Uh, this actually started like a creepy video spree for me that I has still continued to this day. So two years later, I still watch like, oh. like I- top five ghosts, like stuff yeah, like okay. that. Like, 
I don't I don't know if they're real or not or anything. I'm not I'm not right. They're just creepy, right? And then Doki Doki right. actually started that trend for me like two years ago. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, to me, like, I do, I really like morbid things. So, mm-hmm. there's some things in Doki Doki Literature Club that fascinated me. Like, uh, my husband was commenting earlier, I think with one of the girls, you're locked in the room with her corpse for, like, three days while it slowly rots. Oh, and begins yeah, to that, was, over her body. that was Yuri, Watching... yeah. She, she, like, stabs herself in the kidney, like, twice and then into That's her right. chest. And then you just get, like, just this huge It took forever for people to figure out what that was. Like, people were like, is the game broken? Why did we get all this text? Like, watching some it's, people right. realize it. See, that's it's that's your... where I got a lot of mileage out of this, yeah. is watching reactions. And I think Jesse Cox was the best one for this one. Right, yeah, Jesse Cox had a good, yeah, Jesse Cox has a good playthrough of this. I remember mm. watching it. Vaguely, yeah. I remember watching it. I don't remember details. <laughs> I, I realized then what was happening when all that meaningless text was just pouring out. It was basically that character just freaking out. Like, he just had, like, there was nothing he could process properly at that point. It was that, or maybe, like, if you wanted to, like, take it, take it to, a, like, an even deeper route, um, a lot of this, a lot of everything that you have to interpret directly comes from the text that you're reading. And so, in that moment, what is being processed in that point in point could also be like an if 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 it was open to interpretation, you know them just you know think you know thinking themselves like in that state of like catatonic distraught that you know nothing means anything anymore and because that's literal that's literally what the text is it it, it means interesting nothing. that's what Devin so like you just out of like just going through the motions. But Devin's sitting a super there for nihilist. like the whole weekend, starting from Friday all the way until the morning of Monday, just staring at her, just realizing, oh shit, this is this is not what well, I wanted, and like you know, it's just devastating. It I find that very interesting that you got that same thing out of it, Morg, um, because a friend of ours, uh, yeah, a friend of ours who actually introduces to the game, his name is Devin. Shout out, mm-hmm. Devin, if you're actually listening. But our friend Devin is a super nihilist. And he got that same exact interpretation out of it that you did. I remember having, like, some beers with him one night and talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's that, I find that interesting. You two got the same thing out of it because you don't seem as nihilistic as Devin. <laughs> oh, God. I, I listen to thrash metal. I listen to screamo. I listen to death metal, black metal. I, I actually do like quite a lot of, like, that morbid macabre shit. But, I mean, um, and, yeah, I mean, like, I even suffered through manic depression in my earlier youth. But, um, so, I mean, like, I can, I can understand a lot of that stuff and I relate to it. Um, but I was able to get out of that hole, thankfully. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, like, it's not very hard to be able to interpret, um, literary work. Um, because I also do appreciate some of the nuances that also comes with literature. And, like, I think that that, the execution of that scene was done really well. Like, um, the person who was writing it really understood what they were doing when they were making that game. Mm. Um... And like at the and like if you if you play it through all the way like if you play it properly where you do a save right before you make your first poem and then just go through all the sequences with each of the girls um, before the first death occurs, 
Um, which is actually the way that the um, artist and like the the creator intended for it. You spend time with all the girls, and then you you give them the love and the attention that they need. Um, you get the good ending at the very end, and then you also get like um, a letter of gratitude from from the creator. You know, saying you know thank you so much for you know playing the game so you know to the absolute fullest. Yeah, and like you know and stuff like that, and yeah, and. They basically give you the thank you letter, telling you know, telling you about like you know how um, the game is basically a sound off to um, visual novels as a whole. Um, to me, yeah, it, it's 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 actually a surprisingly deep and complex game. Like it's actually really really good. Like it gets into all the nitty gritties about all the different kinds of flaws that each of the characters have. It makes them very deeply nuanced in in ways that make it more than just them being anime tropes, which I really appreciated because I kind of get sick of those slice-of-life animes. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> like You're it's... talking to the number one not-anime fan here. So yeah, I, I know. It, um, honestly, like there's some anime that I can get into, some manga that I can read. I'd recommend Berserk. If you like the dark stuff, it's nope. probably one of the best mangas that there is I, out there. Uh, I've but, tried I mean, several times. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's very dark. Triggers and my husband. But it's really well, good. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, Outlaws. Yeah. I do like I do like One Punch, and I like um, Your Lie in April, and I like uh, Fruits Basket, and I like um, the one Pan you Jesus sells, Christ sells wait. at work. I you're, think, oh, uh, what was oh it? yeah, you like sales at work. Bacana but wait, you're shitting good, on too. Slice of Life and you like Fruits Basket? I, I think he wait, was I think shitting on Slice of Life. I've you about this before. He was shitting on there's Slice nothing, of Life. There's nothing wrong with Slice of Life, but I feel like I'm, a lot of them are very I'm much the same. I'm pointing in the general direction of Canada for me. He was... <laughs> <laughs> that was him. <laughs> pointing north. I'm sorry. I, I don't go to a lot of anime conventions. I used to, but I mean, not anymore. Um, but anyways... Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there that is really good. Um, but yeah, for Doki Doki Literature Club, I would definitely say that this game is... How does it's, it, True Love start it's off? It's good. I forgot. It's worth the clout that it had back then, um, after having played what? it myself, and not spoiling anything for myself. It was really really enjoyable i really enjoyed like going through all the highs and the lows of each of the characters like at first i thought it was just going to be a predictable dating sim and it was not i found all kinds of like weird little um easter eggs of monica trying to like throw herself into the game like uh, there's like a sequence i think it is like uh the second poem after say like after sayori dies if you go into like a second run and then I believe it was the second poem that you do. If you click on one of the words that Monica would like, um, she's not, uh, she's like not in the screen. Like there will be like little chibi icons of them. And like whenever you pick a word that they like, they go, they like do a little happy bouncy dance or whatever. Yeah. If you pick a word that Monica likes, she's at the bottom of the screen and sh her little chibi character bounces up and down. And I was looking for that so hard. And once I found it, I was like, there you are. I found you, and I was looking for all these crazy little Easter eggs that the guy was finding. And, like, if you even go into, like, some of the system files, like, into some of the the folders uh, and the traceback files, um, you can actually find text oh, yeah. where Monica 
is actually talking in some of the stuff, and she's yeah. actually playing around with all the files. And then there's even like, um, there's yeah, like there's crazy like files JPEGs. of like dialogue that you are meant to like find and stumble upon, yeah. like outside of the game. Yeah, yeah, no, like that dev did work. Yeah, he did a really good job, and yeah, very very good game, and it's free, which is wonderful. You can pretty much get this game almost anywhere. I got this off of like some random date sim site. I don't really remember the name of it, but I downloaded it off of that. You can also get it off of Steam for free as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal game. I, I really liked it. And best way to play it is to play it yourself without it getting spoiled. Because it's really a journey that I feel We've already spoiled quite a bit of it. Yeah, no, but, it's, it's spoiled. Uh, yeah, it is spoiled. So, but I mean, like, you know... it. A lot of the people who are listening yeah. are probably going to know of it. Probably yeah. not going to um, play it if they haven't already. It yeah, has an would. official website where you can download it. Mm-hmm. It's called ddlc.moe. <laughs> so, Doki Doki Literature Club.moe. Okay. ddlc.moe. My, my brain autocorrected M-O to, uh, to Monica. Just because (laughs) (laughs) she is everything is Monica. Everything is Monica. Um, I forget what Moe means, but Moe means something in Japanese. I wouldn't know. I'm Uh, terrible. I know. Yeah, no, it it means something. I forget. But I I looked at my husband and he shook his head vigorously. So he doesn't know either. Hmm. I know that Momo means peach. So I don't know. I guess my nickname over in uh, other countries uh, means peach. Oh, well. Oh, moe means uh, feelings of strong affection towards other characters, usually female. Oh, okay. Of well, course it would. That fits dating sims, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a lot on one game that seemed to have all affected us all. Uh, I, it's on the list. That's There's true. Still- I mean, our list isn't very big, so it's okay if we spend a ton of time on one game. Cough, yeah. cough, doom. <coughs> I'm sorry, I've got something in my chest. It might be COVID. It, I oh, mean, don't joke about that. I, I Next don't, thing you know, Donald Trump is going to come to your house and make you goggle lights all. I have zero regrets Shh, about We this. don't joke about that in the U.S., Morg. <laughs> <laughs> He's dumb enough to try it. <laughs> hey, I... I have zero regrets about ha- taking a long time with Doom. I love that game. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, it's okay. Goddamn president will just come to your house and he'll like have like the secret Mark. service with like iron scrubs and then he'll like go in there and, like bleach your lungs. And, I don't know. Morg, it's not fair. Shit. It's not fair, okay? We don't have your communist health care down south, all right? It is Quit far from communist. rubbing it in our faces. Far from communist. I still have to pay for uh, a whole bunch of crazy insurance stuff. Like, I, I still have to pay uh, um, health insurance, like, health benefits from, like, my work. So, I mean, like, it's covered a good amount of it by the government through taxes. But, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Everybody thinks that we're, like, the USSR or something like that. We're not truly socialist. Morg- it's a mixed Morg- economy. I call pretty much anyone from not the U.S. a communist. <laughs> It's oh okay. my god. <laughs> it's okay. So. I legit have a friend from Russia. I joke about how he's a communist. <laughs> I would love to visit Cuba, though, one of these days. See some of the, all those nice 50s model cars and all have those 
cheap cigars and liquor. So, anywho, back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortuan, tell us about Honey Pop and your experience with that <laughs> since we t- revealed the true nature of that game to you. Oh, my. Okay, so Honey Pop, uh, I also found this through the same, some of the same people. Uh, actually, um, I, I, I learned about it through a podcast, uh, the Co-Optional Podcast. Uh, the late John Bain, uh, Total Biscuit. F in the chat. Um, the, uh, uh, Jesse Cox and Dodger all differently talked about this game, and I watched a couple of people play it, and I was like, what is this about? And it's a match three. Um, with a dating sim. So the, the idea is that you date these girls with the intent of sleeping with them. That is essentially the goal. Like, you're some loser who doesn't know how to talk to girls, and the love, uh, a, 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 a love fairy or a sex fairy, one of the two, um, named Porque Kio. no las dos? Do what? Why not both? Why Porque not both? no las dos. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, she she's like, hey, um, you need to get some better game, and I'm going to help you. So basically... The idea is that you go on dates, which is a match three, and you have to get a certain amount of points on the match three to successfully win the date. And then after five dates, or four dates actually, you get them up to five hearts. And then at five hearts, if you go on a night date, which is there are different times of day, morning, afternoon, evening, and night, you then they will then ask... To go back to your house and you can do a super match three, which is like with like no score limit or whatever. You just have <laughs> to get a certain amount of combos and then you finish and then that's finishing the girl basically done. So you have to sex. score to oh score. Uh, so um, now I am not normally a person to talk about sex and that kind of stuff a whole lot. <laughs> I've always been very off about that because personally my parents are very open about that. <laughs> so, so I don't I don't think you have to justify your reasons for it. I think it's uh it's reasonable that anyone wants to be or want does not want to be closed off or open about that. So you don't have to justify it. IMO. Well I just that I just know that about myself. I know that's why. Okay. <laughs> um, so interesting. Uh, so I, I play this game, and I normally, if I ever played this game, I would like shut off Discord or like go invisible. I don't want anyone to know what I'm playing. Not that I'm doing anything bad. I just like, I just like, I feel embarrassed about it. But you know, I, I, I stepped out of my shell a little bit and let people see that I was playing it. But because it is essentially a naughty game, like essentially. Ends up being porn. And as we talked about in a previous podcast, there is a way to unlock it in the developer intended mode, which I'm actually going to say this and it's going to sound really weird. And I'm sorry for this that's going to sound, but it actually was not a big deal in comparison to what's already there. Meh. Okay. Um, okay. No, it's really not. It's really not. I've seen both versions. Yeah. And, and all it does. So like when you, when you get done with a date, uh, they'll, the girl will text you a picture and the first after the first couple dates it's just sort of this generic like oh don't i look cute in this pose or kind of thing or or that kind of i think it's the first two dates then you get to the third date it's starting getting a little more um 
I don't know how to say it. Risque. Yeah. Uh, Risque is the word. (laughs) Risque. There you go. Uh, And then, like, the fourth date, they're pretty much just masturbating and looking at the phone and taking a picture. And then, like, like, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) And then... And then um, the the fifth date, you obviously do, the, you know, you have sex, and then like there's a, hey, oh. you finished things picture. Now, Shut it's up. it's a weird. I like match threes, which is why I like playing the game. But um, <laughs> it was funny to put it in a different perspective. To like, oh, you actually have to get a certain amount of dates and that kind of stuff. Like, I actually like Candy Crush, but I don't like Candy Crush because of um, how restrictive it is. But you can get stuff like uh, in this game to like give you bonuses and have better matches and stuff. And of course, you got to avoid the broken hearts because that will decrease your score. The game actually gets kind of difficult later on, but you do have to do all that stuff with a normal dating sim and talking to them and learning about them and that kind of stuff because that gets you more honey points, which helps you upgrade your points for matching. Um, so you can upgrade how many points certain color matches give you and how much like combos give you and how much is decreased. You can like lessen the hurt for the broken hearts and that kind of stuff. And you give them gifts like you do in some other things, but those gifts give you bonuses, like consume all the heart tokens to give you higher bonuses for the round. So it's a very arcadey, uh, gameplay style, which I, which I very much enjoy. So I end up just sort of like talking to them just to get the, I mean, that's the point, right? You're talking to them to basically get them in bed and it's very shallow of a game. Um, and the developers intended that kind of, which I don't know, that's the part that makes me feel creepy is it's like, there is no like, hey, you're going for one girl, choose a romance kind of thing. You're literally saying whatever you can to these girls to get in bed. And that <laughs> so you're part, playing as a fuck boy to win. You go from a yes. no, no fuckboy to the ultimate fuckboy. And let me tell you what, <laughs> it gets weird. So uh, what I will say, the difference between the non-censored um, version and the it's, censored version is It's pretty... funny that Morg said that the ultimate, or that he's like, oh, so you're a fuckboy. It's really funny that he said that based on the context of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you like you start out as like a nobody that like doesn't know how to talk to girls, and eventually the yeah. the fairy six godmother chick is literally trying to turn you into the ultimate lover. Tm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just so, I think like, that's the phrase she uses. She uses with, so- like the hat on backwards she, and a white beater. Even- no, no, she, no, no, no. She says Jesus. something. There's some phrase that's like the ultimate lover boy. Something like yeah, there. I don't remember exactly the phrasing, but yes, that 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 is something along those lines. And she's very proud of like, yeah. Every time you 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 uh, you do someone, I didn't know how else to say it. Uh, but so like the uh, the non-censored version and the censored version are actually not really that different. So you actually get like a oh oh look at us we're, we're done like the boobs hanging out all sorts of stuff like that's the like the picture you get for having had sex with a girl on there and the difference oh, is is that they're actually naked and they actually have um some i i don't i i'll just say it there's just a jizz in the picture versus there wasn't <laughs> and yeah or like that's it or like i think there's a few where like it's like there's a very very tiny panties covering their stuff and then there isn't yes and and you actually 
In the uncensored version, every of the final pictures has four different layers, too. You can, like, here's what the original censored version is, and then you can take off more, take off more, and take off more. And then add the jizz is, like, the fourth one, usually. It's like, okay, this yeah. is just... What a, okay. The only yeah, like, the only thing the uncensored version does, I think, is to remove the panties. Yeah, something like yeah. Maybe it is just to remove the panties because it, it, it's yeah. You fully see everything in the uncensored, and it's like, but it's it's already got the same connotations, the same like nothing about the game really changes. Like they there's still like when you're doing that final like match part of the game when you're actually quote unquote having sex with a girl. Like, they still do all the moaning and the the yesing and all the other stuff. But, oh and then my god, that's They hilarious. still, like, they still go go to a climax with, like, echoing at the end and that kind of stuff, too. Like, oh, it, it, no. nothing about the game has become any more or less graphic by that point. To, to me, at least, right? That they just, Whatever <laughs> the uncensored was, it's just the picture is... is I guess I guess that gets some people off. I, I don't know, <laughs> but just have like an ultimate sensual version where it includes this like squishy and squelchy noises and a bit of. Uh, oh, they don't yeah! they don't go that far. It's all just it's just audibles by the girl. That's it. And just just female sound effects. Yeah. Um, the which again the assumption is that mo- players are male so of course it's only yeah. the female sound you can effects. pick a female though i don't know what that does and i didn't do it um but you huh. can pick a female and i don't know if you just they're all girls or they're guy versions of the girls i don't know i didn't do that no. part there um, are not there are not so you're just oh okay scissor yeah. action uh <laughs> Um, so the other part of this game, so you do all this and basically the story progression isn't much of a progression, but basically once you've slept with all the girls, then Keo joins the party and you have to sleep with her and Keo is like, Keo being the sex fairy godmother. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Then if, um, then if, if you get with Keo, you then unlock uh, her boss, which is the goddess of love, I think it's Hera or her- yeah, it's Venus. Venus, there you go. Oh, one okay. of the yeah, one of the Greek Roman. So then you have to sleep it's, with it's Venus, Venus, and then you end the game. And Venus is like the hardest one to date, but but like once you get all the upgrades, which you probably will by this point, it's it's just a matter of luck of the of the match mechanics and. And that kind of stuff. And there is one secret secret character, which uh, is the most fucking creepy thing ever to me. Um, oh, no. <laughs> this is going to get a little bit into my troubles with uh, my Wolfkin article that I didn't realize. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, I'm not no. into furry yeah. stuff. Not that's, no. not that's not me. There's um, the furry option. Uh, yiffing, there, really? is a, there is a stray cat, quote unquote, that you unlock by throwing out goldfish on the beach. Like a bag of goldfish is one of the items. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. I've got a two-year-old. Which kind of goldfish do we mean? Uh, An actual goldfish. The floppy kind? The The snack that smiles back or the ones that flop around that you buy at uh, Petco? Petco. It could be both. It depends on how you whip it out. Yeah, my... My daughters eat goldfish too. 
Um, Goldfish so, and ketchup, my dude. Ew! They don't ew. do ketchup. They don't do ketchup. <laughs> it's the most toddler thing ever. Goldfish dipped in ketchup. That is disgusting. Uh, you know what? I could see. I could see my older one doing that. She loves ketchup. I might. I might see. Oh if God! She likes it's that. his favorite snack. I'm sorry, Morg. Oh. Never have children. Huh? Never have children. I never will. Don't worry. Um, Good. So, All right, continue. So you throw goldfish on the beach and you get a cat that'll fuck you. Ye- essentially. So it's a cat girl. She has cat ears. She speaks like a cat. Like if you ask her job and stuff, she's yeah. like, silly, I'm a cat. And she calls you master. And it's just, it's just all kinds of weird, but. I should say, she is not a cat during the essential scenes. She is a woman with boobs and all that other stuff. But she has she... a tail and cat ears. Yes. And they call her. She is oh yeah, a choker and, um, yay and one of the no it's a cat collar one of the one of the it's pictures joker, totally. is particularly disturbing to me because she uses her tail <laughs> as a replacement for something and she sends you a picture and says hey I'm like the girls in your naughty books underneath the bed I'm like oh yeah the fuck mm, the yeah fuck? please tell like, me she does not shove her tail where I think she does yeah no she totally oh, does God. That's exactly what and you think it is, And it's an upskirt Morg. picture of it, too. Like, oh, it's so unsanitary. I yeah. Just, I mean, it's just yeah. weird. But, hey, I did the cat, too. For Like, I did everything. I completed the game. <laughs> and I got done. And then it was like, hey, there's a harder mode. And that's it. That was all oh. the difference. And it's like, you can go through again and it make it harder. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I beat the game. I'm out. <laughs> okay. Um, Fort, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're wrapping up about this. I really desperately need to grab a glass of water. I forgot to grab it before we sure. started recording. So I, you can keep talking about this, but I'll be right back. Sure, we'll do. So uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to explain, I want to talk about it. To to explain my problem I had earlier, Morg, with the kin thing. I don't know mm-hmm. that kin was a title for furries. I didn't at all. Uh. Like, I, at all. And then I made um, the my latest D&D ecology I called Wolfkin, right? Oh, no! Because, because it's... Because there, there are four different types of wolves in D&D that are, like, sort of standard, but not really their own... They're, they're usually treated as separate monsters, but they're very similar, which is wolves, right? The animal wolf. Uh, yep. dire wolves then yep. wargs mm-hmm. and then winter wolves and i grouped them all together and called them wolfkin because they're kin oh, of no. wolves oh if you just add a d to the end of it wolf kind then you know then then it would be safer but but i i didn't know that that was a thing like like i'm not into that community i don't know that stuff right so like <laughs> uh, half of the comments on my article are like about furry stuff like (laughs) oh i see someone likes furries and i'm like i mean i guess wolf is a popular furry what of it like um i'm here to talk about DD. nothing in the article leans towards that at all it's just my normal ecologies of like this is how they eat this is how they sleep this is what they do in battle like uh Uh, here's some variations like i was actually I mean, I can't. It's the title. The title's the oh, one thing no. on Reddit you can't change. What are they talking about? Oh! Okay. Oh, 
Oh no. It's gonna stay that oh, yeah. way. It's actually okay. doing oh. very well. It, it's I'm sure it is. <laughs> Okay, as, long, as long as it, you know, attracts the proper demographic, and you know, then I, I don't see anything wrong with the article. I mean, it's, it's, it. Uh, yeah, I, I was explaining the, the article thing, Pan. Yeah, yeah. My husband updated me as I was coming down the stairs. Um, yeah. So two things on that. One, I I went in and I nuked all the off-topic comments for you. Yeah. Also, not just for you, but because that's generally what we do. Yes, I know. Uh, but two, uh, my husband, uh, like, it was a couple hours after you posted that, but my husband was like, hey, what's up with this furry post on your subreddit? You guys are usually more serious than that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Fortuan unfortunately titled his thread. I better check in on it. And that's when I noticed all the comments that I had to nuke. Yeah, no, that's not my intention at all. I, this is just I know a it part wasn't. of my normal ecologies, and I had... I I swear sometime we need to break down your orc post that went so wrong. <laughs> I know you're embarrassed about it. I don't think you should be, but oh, it, it'd be an interesting breakdown. Yeah, because yeah, cause I, got, I got hit on two fronts on that. Just real quick, Morg, I, do you know about that? real quick oh the gay orcs stuff yeah yeah yes yeah, the gay orcs yeah i i got hit on two fronts for that too because i also had black-skinned orcs and people called me racist for that i was like <laughs> but you're including but, a demographic how is it racist you're acknowledging but that they exist but they're orcs <laughs> they're orcs, oh, and orcs are bad therefore black skinned orcs are bad and therefore you are shitting on black skinned people oh my god I'm i didn't never mind that fortuan himself is uh is a minority yeah yeah well i'm, right. I'm part of a visual <laughs> minority i don't i didn't even bring that up like i was just like i, I know i was like i'm not even i i don't i i mostly just ignored the race one uh, well, no, I actually commented on that. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the, the one yeah. about gays is the one I ignored, because I was like, um, I don't, what? <laughs> but and, I had a good like, conversation there's, with there's the whole There's the whole, like, uh, Tolkien colonialization and those from the East are corrupt and evil sort of thing. But that's a whole other discussion that's divorced from your orc thing. But that, mm-hmm. like, you know, it comes from, like, the source material. Yeah. Yeah, which is but not... that's 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 that is not what you were talking about. No. But there is a whole like subtext there. I thought I was being creative when I talked about like um, a reverse harem situation where the guy didn't want that many girls, but it was forced on him culturally. Like I thought that was clever, and like people are like, "You're terrible." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what?" <laughs> um. Anyways, so uh, Honey Pop, uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Um. Cat's creepy. Uh, the uncensored version is pretty easy to do. It doesn't really change anything. If you want to see that stuff, I don't think you really need to either. I don't think it mean does anything. Um, and it's a if fun match. If that is their kink, if it's their kink, I won't shame yeah, them. I for suppose. It. No, I don't. I don't shame people for their sexuality or what they're into. That's not. That's not cool. You know. Just but my husband and I played through that. I will admit. We were very amused by that game. Like, literally, lol, 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 lol. Yeah, it's funny. It's definitely not, funny. Not subtext amused, like, actually amused, because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is actually funny, yes. And that that is one thing else about it, is 
you've actually paid attention to the dialogue and what some of the girls say is just so outlandish oh at god times. It's, i know especially like the the drunken smoker girl um she was my favorite what the the one that's older i can't remember her name uh, yeah the old stripper yeah, yeah. the old oh, she was my favorite she's a cam girl not a stripper oh man she's not she's not that old she's like 32 which yeah, is a year older old. than me at this point but she does have a kid in college Who's... So yeah, we did the math. Uh, that added up to she would have been like 16 when yeah. her kid was born, which isn't that weird. I mean, it's sad and unfortunate, but it's not uncommon. It, yeah, right. And it kind of fits the stereotype, too. Yeah, it fits the profile and the stereotype. But yeah, yeah. no, like my husband and I did the math. She was 16 when her daughter was born. Yeah, um, which, by the way, you can sleep with both her and her daughter. They are actual goals that you have to do to beat the game is both of them yeah there's an achievement for it yep all right so pan what's the next one <laughs> okay so i can talk about the shallow one or the good one uh, either one we gotta hit we gotta do both okay. eventually okay 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 so you know what we're gonna continue this train i'm gonna talk about uh the shallow one Mm -hmm. My husband stepped out, so he's going to be pissed that he's missing this part. Uh-oh. Uh, this game was called True Love. You can download it. It's an abandonware. I'm 99% pr sure that the company that localized it is no longer in business, and the company that originally made it in Japan is also no longer in business. Oh, okay. So it's and, True Abandonware. Yeah. The title is... The English title is True Love. Um, and my husband, my boyfriend at the time introduced mm -hmm. me to this game and this was one of the first visual novels i got into okay and it is this rpg it is an rpg where you are a guy in college and every day you get to sort of plan out your day on things you're going to do okay and that will affect your rpg stats i think i forget what your stats are because it's been a while since i played this i may get i may play this again during quarantine but anyways, the things you do during the day affect your RPG stats. So you got like strength, stamina, uh, intelligence, wisdom, etc., etc. Charisma better and be on the list. Charisma is on the list. I knew it. <clears throat> so the way the girl, the different girls, are attracted to you depends on your different stats. Okay. But also, the different girls, you will encounter them at different points throughout the game because you only have, I think, six months or one year to play the game. So every day you do different things that affect your stats. Okay. So some of the girls are more attracted to you when you have higher intelligence or when you have higher charisma, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. We're talking about true love, Steve. So anyways, so like some of the girls you want to meet early on, you want to appeal to the stats they are attracted to. And the girls you meet later on, you don't worry necessarily about those stats until you've conquered the girls that are early on. Get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially okay. so, yes. Yeah, so to me, like, I super got sucked into this game that because of the challenge of completionism and mm. RPGs, because I like the RPG aspect. But yeah, anyways, you're this guy in college, and you are just trying to get laid and get a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That is the goal of the game. And there are some girls that, like... I think there's like eight or nine girls. There may be fewer. My husband is nodding at me. So there's eight or nine girls. There's one or two secret options. One of them is a cat. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> of what is course, with people of and course. cats? 
I swear to God, it's it's in a lot of these type of games for it. It's for like the one furry player, you know? Uh, okay. So like one girl's a cat, one girl is like the nurse at the the Oh god, cat! My cat just jumped in my lap. <laughs> Perfect double. <laughs> you might hear him purring on the microphone now. Um but uh so like one girl is like the nurse at your college's uh like medical office. One yeah. girl is like your childhood best friend. One girl is like this pop star that you run into one time and you have to like beat a bunch of dialogue boss options to actually talk to her a second time and actually get her as a dating option. Hmm. One girl's like the captain of the swim team, etc. You know, there's always the athletic girl, the girl who is like super into uh, the girl who's like super into her studies, the childhood friend. Okay. Etc. So there's every single trope that you'd find in a visual novel. I just really like this game because it's a fun RPG. Okay. But it's also very, very pornographic. Mm. And it very much plays into the, the, the whole thing of women being a prize to catch. Which IRL I don't buy into, but like it was an, it's a very interesting challenge to get to uh, get every girl's picture in one playthrough. Okay. Oh my. You cannot. Yeah, and my husband adds, you can't do that because eventually, you do come to a crossroads where your best friend from childhood, and the the super hot pop star are mutually exclusive. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that so then makes you have sense. to choose between like your 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 best friend from childhood, and then like Britney Spears. Again. Well, I, I would mean, take Britney the childhood Spears friend any was... day. Britney Spears is a freak. Well, yeah, but again, this game came out in, like, 1998, 1999. Yeah, it was she... old when my husband showed it to me in, like, 2008. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was her name? Uh... What, what was Christina name? Aguilera? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking... Uh, what was her <coughs> name? Uh, she was in that one Herbie movie, and she was also in Mean Girls. Lindsay Lohan. That's Lindsay Lohan. One, yeah. She was cute. I kind of had a bit of a crush on her before realizing she was on drugs and then she got all you know crazy and ugly and Ch stuff like she that. gets child starred yeah pretty much yeah it's a shame they broke her poor kid i don't have celebrity so crushes <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay well anyways true love is not a very deep game mm -hmm. it plays into every stereotype of this genre but it's a fun rpg like, I just, I had a lot of fun with, like, the challenge of trying to make the perfect run. Yeah. Okay. Grown-up content aside. Yeah. Which, I don't know, it's weird, because, like, you, you, it was like with the Honey Pop, like, that part of it was, like, I don't get into that part of it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, I actually just liked playing the match three, like, because it, it was fun. So well, yeah. To my yeah, to my boyfriend at the time's supreme disappointment. I was more into like the plot of like what's going on <laughs> in each girl's personal life than anything else going on in the game. And I wanted to play the RPG to the maximum effect of getting like mm -hmm. the most dialogue options with each girl. Okay. Do we know that what's what's the name of this again? True love. True love. Okay. You can you can download it. Um, it's an abandonware game. It was abandonware in two thousand nine. It's probably still abandonware. 
Yeah, probably. All right. Um, Background to morgue. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I only had one. <laughs> well, okay, so the last one that I can really talk about, because uh, I didn't really have too much time to be able to get through all of them, but I was able to get through this yeah. one. Um, it is I Love You, Colonel Sanders. And it's a date sim that was actually made oh, by God the damn. people of KFC. Okay, it I'm is. it down now. Oh, okay, real quick. Uh, Fort, were you there when, like, everybody in our D&D Discord was ranting about the KFC D&D game? Uh, it would have been the end of last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, I, was, I think it was around December. I was... Maybe November. I was around, um... You know, okay. I, I go through ins and outs where I'm not as communicative of because of, yeah, personal stuff, but yeah. Right, no problem, of course. We, we all are. Except me, because I, I, uh, <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, before, real quick, Morg, is that the KFC vir- quote-unquote viral marketing team tries way too effing hard. Oh, that they do, that they do. And, uh, so this D&D Discord that Fortuan and I are both on, mm-hmm. we, like... Fortuan wasn't really there for it, I guess. I thought he was. I saw several... it. I didn't participate in the discussion. Yeah. So several people who are very used to picking apart things in D&D were extremely unimpressed with the, the KFC D&D expansion or whatever the hell they called it. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm sure that this KFC dating game is similar, but I'm ready to hear about it. Oh, you're you're in for a treat. This, this game... Oh my goodness, it is the most ridiculous thing. Okay, so the idea is that you're playing as a girl who is in like this post-second education, uh, like, it's very hard to describe. It is a three-day course where you're learning to try and become a master chef and... For KFC. uh, yeah, for well, no, I mean like, it's themed around the idea that you're in the same class as a younger Colonel Sanders, who is like, you know, super tall and handsome and lean and muscular, and, you know, just basically just all the tropes of that. Holy ooh, shit! They bolt, sexualized you know? their mascot purposely. Yes, yes, they. Oh, have. Are you expecting oh they didn't? It is amazing, Dude. and you're trying to get with Colonel Sanders in a romantic. I thought it was like, I thought it was just going to be a. Goof. I'm not joking. It is amazing. <laughs> real quick, real it is quick, actually Morgan. really, really good. And it's really funny because, like, the whole cast of characters is just... It is this crazy hodgepodge. Like, the the main professor is a corgi. and Like, a talking corgi. Uh, and there's, like, a, a number of, like, uh, classmates that you have. One, of course, is going to be your childhood friend because that's the trope that comes with these dating sims. Um, and then there's, like, this weird robot thing from, like, another planet or another dimension. I can't remember what it is. Um, then there's Pop, who is, like, this, uh, kid who doesn't know any better. He's even got his name tag upside down, so he's even confused by his name. It's actually Bob, but he's, he's got the name tag upside down, so it's supposed to be, is that supposed to be making fun of Popeyes? Uh, I don't think so. Um, Uh, we like to call that Pope Yes in this, this, this place, right? Spoilers, my last name is Pope, so... Oh, I've already found you on Facebook. It's okay. I had yeah. no idea. 
well yeah so like we um, call it we call it pope yes because when my brother was younger that's like let's go to pope yes for dinner we're like okay (laughs) (laughs) see in our house canes is king so we don't even we don't even look at the other chicken places I'm all about that chicken on the oh, way. That is it. So that is we an got Alberta exclusive. I don't call it Raisin Canes. I call it Citizen Canes because of the movie. But oh um, my god! Of course. Um, what is Rose they Blood actually. Uh, so I I live in a small and I'll say it city in, in Ohio or outside of it, right? And every time there's a new restaurant, there's literally a traffic jam. And yep, for th- yep, three, my town gets the same thing. For three weeks, Raisin Cane's caused traffic jams on the busiest street, <laughs> on the busiest intersection. It was but have like, you tried it? I did. I, it's it's I, it's okay. <laughs> I don't Fuck even you like, and your house. I don't. I don't even like Pope. I don't even like Pope yes that well. Like, <laughs> actually, a KFC fan. So go ahead. Well, anyways, okay. So the cast is absolutely crazy, and then like. Like, even the rivals are just obscene. And, like, this game is loaded with all kinds of weird stuff. Like, of course you're going to have, like, choice-based stuff that is ultimately going to um, affect the course of the game, like, in the the end run. Like, the the choices that you make in that moment in the earlier parts of the game are going to ultimately impact, like, um, the direction of the ending itself. Um, so, there's, like, I think a bit of a combat scene, there's, um, a couple of challenges that you have to do, based upon choices that you make, um, okay. uh, there's, like, all kinds of weird tropes and stuff like that, but they really go heavy on, like, the whole anime trope with this game. A lot of it is... Mm So, let me, let me ask you, so it's, it's, instead of you going after multiple targets, it's multiple competitors and you have to be the one on top to get with colonel sanders it essentially is like that pretty much it definitely takes an interesting it's definitely different it is very different and it's it is so good it's just so entertaining like think of it like this it knows it's a stupid game it is it straight up knows it's dumb but it's dumb in a good way and for all the right reasons which makes it super entertaining, which is why I really got into this game. And the fact that it is completely free on Steam, that really made my day. I was like, oh my god, this game is just phenomenal. I've got to get this. i got to try this out. <laughs> and the moment that I started playing it, I was like, this this was the game that I was meant to play when I picked it up. Um, and yeah, there, there are so many... There's so many tropes in this game that just absolutely drive me nuts. And the funny thing is that, um, like, Colonel like Colonel Sanders will have, like, his own, like, secret recipes that he's trying to develop and stuff like that. And it really plays up, like, the whole idea that the KFC menu is, like, the ultimate, you know, like, the holy grail recipe and stuff like that. Like, you're trying to figure out, like, what his bucket of fried chicken is, like, like consists of, like, what are the 11 secret spices that he puts into it. And then, like, you're working, apparently, on um, on secret ingredients as well. And then, like, you pull out, like, one of your secret dishes, and it happens to be the coleslaw that has you know, that happens to be part of the menu in KFC. And, he's, and he, he, like, marvels, and he's like, oh, magnificent, and stuff like that. And so, like, the idea is that you're 
on top of like having like a romantic thing going on with Colonel Sanders, you're also trying to partner with him, sort of. So in that way, um, you become like his business partner for when he like decides to like open up like his big um chicken dinner franchise where he's like, you know, serving all the fast foods and going all across the world and becoming like super popular and whatever. And it, it's really, really fun because like as you go through all the different sequences, there are like, what's the word I'm looking for? There, are, um, There's a lot of like fan service, I guess, in the sense of like the food. Like, um, for example, like, there will be a sequence where you're, like, working with him, like, in a competition to, like, try and beat the, beat your opponents, um, to make, like, a better dish for the Corgi to test out and to give you, like, an A+. And so, like, when you're with Colonel Sanders, you're making mashed potatoes and gravy, and so, like, and then, like, at the very end of it, everybody's like, oh my god, the food is just phenomenal, and of course, they're just selling their brand. But, like... The way that it was executed story-wise, it was pretty entertaining, and I, I think that it's definitely a game that's worth playing just for the fun of it. If you're looking for something that isn't, like, super sexy, but just, like, a goofy, silly dating game, for sure. Like, it's it's one of those games that I would definitely recommend to people that are looking for something very light, entertaining, and focuses around food. Oh! Yeah. Do I recall correctly that jesse cox did a playthrough of this uh, question probably he might have. He's, he's pretty he's pretty he probably did i think oh my, my favorite gosh. part of the very end was like the mac and cheese with like the deep fried chicken in it it is that is something that i really wish that i would have tried like fried chicken mac and cheese that would have been just so cool to see in a kfc i would actually go to a kfc and actually try that so you you're saying you'd go to a KFC in the United States? Well, I mean, we, like we, we have, have that. I mean, like, wait, what? We have we have fried chicken and mac and cheese. What? We don't have that in Canada. What is it they use the 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 things where it's like mashed potatoes and all that other bullcrap in the same bowl? Oh, you're talking about poutine, aren't you? No, 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 no. It is like poutine. No, hang on, Fortuan, help me out here. It's like a KFC dish where it's like mashed potatoes and all kinds of other bullshit in the same bowl with mashed potatoes and gravy. Famous and bowl! And it's my crap. favorite! What is it? It's the famous bowl. The famous bowl. Okay, the famous Morg. famous bowl. The Morg. Okay, so KFCs sell this thing. It's called the famous bowl. The base is mashed potatoes. And you have some, sort of, some form of deep fried chicken mm-hmm. and gravy and cheese. That's the baseline one. I don't know what else they put in it because I haven't had a famous bowl since I was about 20. I don't think that my 30-year-old cardiovascular system could take another famous bowl. Oh, my. But I did eat a lot of them when I was about 20. That would... Fortuan may elaborate because that's apparently his jam. That well, I, be... I don't eat there very often, but yeah, I love the famous bowl. It's... I already put oh corn God. in mashed potatoes already, so that's just a thing. Oh, that's right. There's corn, corn in it, and that yeah. makes it Good. best. Um, yeah, it's just corn, from Nebraska. The fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy. That's it. That's all it is in a bowl. That's phenomenal. Like There's that's cheese, right. too. Oh, yeah, there's cheese. That's right. You gotta have cheese. Yes. Uh, so it's it's more or less poutine. So when we're talking cheese, are we talking like like uh, processed? Like we're cheese? talking about bullshit American cheese. Uh, I wish it was actual cheddar. Not I wish it cheddar. was actual cheddar. If it was actual cheddar, like hand grated, oh, it would be phenomenal. 
If it was actual hand-grated cheddar, I don't think I'd be alive right now. Or even just cheese curds, like whole cheese curds that, like, melt apart in the heat. Like, it just falls... Morg, 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 there's only, like, one or two fast food restaurants in our country that do that. Oh, that's a The cheese curds. Mm. Culver's. Culver's is one of them. They're expensive. I don't get to have cheese curds. Oh, that's too bad. But... Yeah, I'm I'm not in cheese curds. (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) I love uh, well, so more right when the famous bowls came out, my sister worked for KFC. Oh no! Like she worked at she worked. She, it was like her first job ever. She I think she was sixteen or seventeen. She worked. She was at like KFC. your drug dealer. Holy shit! Oh, oh oh my god! You don't even know the half of it. KFC does a thing where you can charge KFC food to oh. your paycheck. <gasps> and it's only half cost. Whoa! So I could pay her like I'd be I could pay her ten bucks and get twenty dollars worth of KFC food. Oh man, that is back awesome. back when I was nineteen and didn't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah, I mean nineteen twenty. I mean, like uh, I've got a KFC out here in in the boonies where I live. Unfortunately, it's only got a one out of five star rating because. There is no business going on over there, and they're not the greatest. I I hear that a lot of American companies have distribution issues in Canada. We don't need to talk about Target. Yeah, you guys kind of destroyed but, Zellers for us. So yeah, I miss those. I miss Zellers. Back on tr- back on track. But yeah, the famous bull. It's basically our equivalent of poutine. It's pretty damn okay. good. Pretty damn close. I like it. I dig it. So yeah. So uh, okay. Yeah. So I want to say real quick before we move on from Colonel Sanders, I actually googled this while we were talking about <laughs> it. Dude, they made Colonel Sanders look like like The Bachelor. I'm not even kidding. He, like if you he see, he is such a Chad. <laughs> like damn, he's looking fine. He's looking like a double wide surprise. I mean, I mean, damn. And then. In the same thing, I'm gonna say this towards the end of the podcast. It's oh actual- my god! I know, what? isn't he handsome? He looks he looks like Colonel Sanders was turned into an anime fuckboy. That's that essentially what this game is already. So okay, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. My husband has been playing the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake for the last two weeks, and all I've been doing for the last two weeks is making anime fuckboy jokes. Well, that's what uh, they all look like. All the characters are absolutely fuckable because they actually all look good. Yeah, it's weird. Like everybody wants to get down with them all. So I mean, uh, yeah, so th- that it's actually hit. Uh, th- so my Google search actually hit a list of like totally out there dating sims. I'm just going to list these at the end if we don't talk about them because they're. they're is premises- a boyfriend at the top? I mean, Hotful Boyfriend is part of it, yes. Part oh. of this list. It's not even the craziest one. It's yeah, not the even the craziest one. one. Yeah, I heard okay. about that one. I, w- I really wanted to watch a Let's Play of Hotful Boyfriend. I have I in the past. I did not have time. I, I have in the past. That's the one I did want to watch b- b- before. But there's just not enough time. Like, that's yeah, a I very didn't have enough one. time. And... Total Biscuit did a playthrough of it, and he does like voices for the different pigeons. Oh, There's an awesome no. let's play of it. The one oh, I saw no. was Jesse. He did. Cox he as wa- well. he played it with Jenna. Hmm. He played he played How to Boyfriend with Jenna. Steve, my my husband is contradicting me. I must win this argument. 
believe. Yeah, Jesse and Dodger, I think, played it together, or Dodger played it by herself. That's right. true. I think Jesse played it too, but I'm really sure Total Biscuit played at least some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, um, uh, okay. more got to talk about KFC for like half an hour. So, what do you want to talk about, Fort? Oh, I don't have anything else. So, we're down to your serious okay. one, I think. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Katawa Shoujo. I think mm-hmm. I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, that, yeah, um, that's right. Okay. So, uh, a, a, an acquaintance from, uh, this, uh, message board that I've been on since like 2006 corrected me on a few facts about this so I'll make sure I get these straight for -hmm. their sake Katawa Shoujo uh, was based on this like single picture that was drawn by like this doujin artist doujin by the way is uh, someone who draws porn of established manga characters Okay. I didn't actually I didn't go back to look at that doujin picture but anyways so several people who were who were into like coding and art and game design on 4chan saw this Dojin picture and they got together and they made this game. Oh. It is inaccurate to say that this game was made by 4chan, but rather the de- the people who went on to develop this game met on 4chan and were all inspired by this picture. I should have gone back to look at this picture before now, but whatever, I didn't. So, Katawa Shoujo translates to disabled girls or crippled girls. And the premise of this game is that you are... The protagonist, Hisao, is uh, someone... At the very, very beginning of the game, his high school crush confesses to him that she wants to be his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he gets so excited by that, he literally has a heart attack. Which spirals into this thing where he finds out... He has a weak valve in his heart. He's always had it. It just never showed up before now. And he is disabled. And so his parents want him to go to this disabled high school because there's nurses and doctors on call at all times in case there's an issue. So he's going to go to this disabled high school from now on. Mm -hmm. So the protagonist is simultaneously dealing with not only learning that he is disabled... Um, and sort of redefining himself because he's also like 16 or 17. It's kind of fuzzy. I think he's a senior. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's not, he's, he is re-identifying himself as someone who is disabled, but also he has been transferred high schools and no one he knows goes to this high school and he's having to reestablish himself and make new friends and all kinds of things. But also he's at a disabled high school where, um... In the first couple hours of this game, in his mind, is filled with freaks. Yeah. And I, I shared this picture with Fortuan a couple days ago where, like, this game really blew me away. Um, I decided to play through this game without any guides to picking one girl or the other. And I just kind of sort of clicked choices that made sense to me. So, like, there comes a scene where, like, the school nurse chews me out for not taking care of myself because I could be doing more cardio workouts to make my heart stronger and thus, you know, eliminate the need for some of my medicine. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're right, nurse. Maybe I should work out more. So then the nurse, because I said that, the nurse suggests I go run at the track every morning with this one girl named Emmy. Emmy, uh has no legs beneath beneath her knees. She has these prosthetic springy things. And she is the track star of the school. So she she runs every morning and she wants a running partner. So I become her running partner. 
So through like running every morning and trying to build up my cardio and build up my strength, I start falling for Emmy and we have more social interactions. And one day, like Emmy is like, hey, I, you know, we're having this track meet and all these other schools are meeting. It'd mean a lot to me if you came to watch my track run. And he's like, yeah, sure, of course I will. Because I, because at this point in the game, he wants to get with her. Yeah. So, uh, so he goes to this track meet and it's been two or three months since he started going to the disabled school and it suddenly hits him that he is at a school for people who have defects. And he realizes that he forgot that everyone around him is defective. Uh, let me, I'm going to pull up that picture I sent you. Hang on. I don't want to misquote it. Yeah, I was looking for it myself just now. I couldn't remember where you Ooh, sent yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I got to see this. So I got to see Oh, I put, it, I, put it, I put it in a tab. So there's this giant block of text that's like the character's internal thoughts. And it says, I'll admit, it's almost... Oh, yeah, there's also like another school for the disabled here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll admit, it's almost comforting to know that we're not the only school like this. After you see that there can be two schools with a bunch of uh, defective kids, well, you stop feeling as defective. You also stop feeling unique, which in most cases would be a bad thing. But in this case, it sure as hell isn't. That's a part of my school's appeal, I guess. Learn that you're not unique. Hell, learn that there's a lot of others who would kill to be saddled with your problem instead of whatever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. In the case of Hisao, he has a heart problem. It needs to be dealt with. He needs medication, but it won't kill him. Some of the kids aren't here because they're missing a leg or because they have a heart condition. Some of them might be here because they're as good as dead in two or maybe three years, if they're lucky. And that's only if they get the correct kind of care. It's a bitter sort of comfort to be able to say, well, at least I've got a chance of being alive through college. But there it is right there. And so uh, this game, it is about Hisao sort of getting through high school and finding a high school girlfriend. And each of the girls in the sort of cast of characters is a differently abled girl. But it's also about Hisao coming to terms with his own disability, which is his heart condition. Yeah. So, uh, the, the path I was going through with, with Emmy, uh, she lost her legs in a car wreck. And the whole sort of drama between Hisao and Emmy is that Emmy won't open up to him and talk about her trauma because her dad also died in that car wreck. Oh, and okay. she doesn't want to get close to anyone. She doesn't want anyone to get close to her. She doesn't want to rely on anyone because she used to rely on her dad, who was her running coach. Oh, no. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, this is a super deep... And this is only the first playthrough I've run. There are still, like, other girls that I haven't, like, talked to and gotten into it with. But I'm definitely going to play through this more. I just haven't had the time. And I also haven't finished Emmy's arc quite yet. I just kind of got through a breakthrough point where Emmy realized that she was pushing Hisao away for no reason. And because Hisao, he sort of, it, he kind of just exploded on her. He's like, why won't you let me get close to you? Why won't you rely on me? I love you. And Emmy was like, oh shit, you love me? And then that was when I was like, it was two minutes until we had to record and I had to close the game. Oh. Uh-huh. But there are multiple other girls and like I said, they're all differently abled. Um, there is there is a girl who is blind. There is a girl who is deaf. And, like, she is tied at the hip to her interpreter. Her interpreter doesn't seem to have any disabilities. But she is 
absolutely hampered by her uh, psychological need to help uh, the girl who is deaf. Because it's her best friend. And of course she'll help her. And of course she'll always be there for her best friend at her own detriment. There's a girl who has severe burn scars and she's too shy to talk to anyone because she doesn't want anyone to see her scars. Yeah. And then there's a girl who has no arms, but she's like an amazing painter because she paints with her toes. Hmm. Yeah. And there's also this comic relief incel guy. Hmm. I haven't gotten into it with him. But anyways, this game is amazing. It's called Katawa Shoujo. Um, and it is free for download because it was developed by, like, these people who just got together on 4chan. And it is so well written. It's amazing. It blows me away. Yeah, I was able to dabble into this game, and I I still want to be able to finish this game af after having experienced it the uh, first couple of times. Um, it really is... Oh, a really deep and very, very complex... Not complex, but it is deep. It's It makes you want to connect with the characters because it is quite genuine in the way that um, the, the story tells itself. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was looking at a couple stuff while you were talking about it. And I'm, I just... Images, mostly, because I don't want to read a bunch of story stuff, but, like, I see, the, I see a couple of the girls, and you really... Until you talk about, like, what they have. Like, I, you didn't even notice even a lot of the art. The girl that has no arms. You wouldn't even notice she doesn't have arms. So I think even the promotional That material, is actually pretty central to her character. Like... Is that she gets around so well without her arms and it helps Hisao realize disabilities don't define you. Yeah, so, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, even just the art, they, they represent what's going on like with these girls so well in such a way that like looks like hey i am me and this is normal like yeah kind of cool like that's really cool yeah also for Twan, if you wanted to play it there's a button that you can click that disables the adult content so there's no sex scenes between them okay but for the record there was like as i was scrambling to finish emmy's arc before we uh started here and I'm not going to be graphic, I swear. Mm -hmm. But there was the most absolutely real and hilariously amazing depiction of uh, two people doing their first uh, experiment with anal that I've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing and absolutely real, and I I super empathized. It was I oh my god! I just lost myself watching this. It was I was so amused. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh. But also, you can also disable the adult content to not see that stuff, but it was just, it was amazing and hilarious and so very real. Okay. I actually might play this you cut because, out there. Of, because of how deep it is. Like, I actually am interested. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly... I think you would be. I think you would like it. And there are there are guides online to, like, get every ending with every girl. I don't know how many of the... Like, I will play this after... Because I've been doing it... Playing it as my homework for the podcast. And I definitely will play through it at least one or two more times for a few of the other girls. Because I want to know what their deal is. I don't know if I'll get every ending for every girl. But I do want to play through it a few more times. Because I'm very curious about it. 
Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. <clears throat> I'm downloading it now. Yeah, it's for free. Uh, you can you can find it by googling Katawa Shoujo. Um, you'll have to just figure out how to spell that. Uh, K a t a w a s o u j o. I looked it up because it's good job. It's gonna be. I knew Katawa. I could get that, but yeah, shoujo. Uh, but if you go like 4chan dating simulator game, you can probably find it. It's got its own website. Okay. All right. Um, Morg, do you have another one or, or Pan? Is that it? Just five tonight? Um, I will give Morg a chance to say anything if he doesn't have anything. I've got one more to go on about. Well, the thing is, is that I was also, um, I also was playing Katawa Shoujo. Um, I would say that maybe the fourth game that might be considered a date sim, it is called Sunrider Mask of Arcadius. Um, this is more of a, um, <clears throat> like a, a, a space strategy game, but you can change the settings of the game to, like, whatever difficulty you want it to be, including... It just strictly being story based, so you can actually turn yeah. it into a visual novel where it is a dating story simulator mode. where, where yeah. you get into relationships with all the different characters. Um, I haven't actually gotten a chance to really play through the game, but I, it was recommended to me by a friend when I was at, when I was like, "Hey, I need a list of dating sim games. Yeah, uh, do you think you could hook me up with some?" And he was like. Okay, sure. And then he just started listing a whole bunch of games. And then I asked him about, um, I believe it was Katawa Shoujo before I even knew what it was called. And I was like, hey, what was the name of that game where, you know, you know, it was made by Fortune and those guys who, uh, you know, where you in a disabled school. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know that game, Katawa Shoujo. I'm just going to let you have that. And I'm like, mm. oh, great. That's Thank you very much. And so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he recommended Sunrider Mask of Arcadius to me. And... I have yet to really play through it fully. Um, actually, I've yet to get past the start get and start menu, but um, yeah, I've I've heard a couple of good things about it. It's also on Steam and it is also free. So if anybody wants to check that out and see what they think of it, I guess it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe check it out because it actually looks pretty darn good. The art's pretty decent. I don't know about the combat yet, but. I guess we'll have to find out soon. I might talk about it maybe a little bit later when I have more time to play it. Okay. Yeah, I think eventually we're going to have to do like a catch-up episode of like I've downloaded XCOM, I've like I've wanted to get gotten Amoria. Like there's so many games that we've talked about that we've all sort of like been like, "Yeah, let's totally I'm going to totally pick that up." Like gosh, um I've been playing RimWorld since we talked about it. Um mm -hmm. <laughs> um pan got to hear this story morgue uh you might like to hear this story uh oh, at some point yes. but i had i think the you most... told it a little yeah it was like it, i had the most epic just like death of a of a of the three survivors ever like yes. everything went wrong um but you know we'll, we'll say that for another day <laughs> um so stuff like that. Like, uh, I got back into some games because we talked about them. Um, 
I started playing some other games because I was ho- hoping to talk about that genre of games. Like we talked about ARPGs, right? And we had, you guys hadn't played enough. I've actually played two new ones since. <laughs> so now I have twelve. <laughs> so okay, um, I want I'm gonna bounce. I'm gonna talk about that real quick. Then I'm gonna bounce back to the one thing I was gonna mention before Morg went going. Mm-hmm. So you know, we took that break from not doing ARPGs so that we could all have time to play them. Yeah. I've been doing my homework for this podcast, and then um, also, you know, playing Animal Crossing, and I have not played any ARPGs. That's I fine. I will confess that right now. We- and I'm sure um, I will tell you. <laughs> I have been Here's the thing. Here's the thing for it. so hard in Monster Hunter Iceborne right now and trying to keep up to date with all their... Oh, shit. Updates. You said it. You said the thing that must not be said. Yes. No, I yes. won't go. I won't go on a rant. Okay. I'm, 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 all right. I'm at peace. Fort, I will tell you this. My son goes back to daycare a week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, a week from Monday. And then after that, I have like nine hours a day where I have no child, no job, no school. I will catch up on all the games I'm supposed to play for the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Like, we do this for fun, right? We're not getting paid for this. Life comes first. I get it. I know. I know. I know. But it's also like, it does. I do like that this game podcast forces me to play some games that I wouldn't otherwise play. So yeah. just Katawa Shoujo, because a lot of like, holy shit, I'm, I'm super into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have played that. Uh, yeah, I doubt I'm downloading it now. Uh, we're downloaded it. It's installing. Now. Yeah, it's an experience. Um, So real quick, um, I'm going to introduce, uh, you said before we were recording that, because my husband's been listening in the whole time because it was amusing to him mm-hmm. to hear about this. You said before we were recording that if he had a game to talk about or something to say, he could jump in. Yeah. He he and I have been going back and forth. You might have heard Facebook bloops in the not push to talk recording, but um, mm-hmm. he does have a air quotes dating simulator game slash visual novel game that was very interesting, and I thought the story was awesome mm-hmm. back when I played it. But he has played it way more thoroughly than I have, and he can talk about it way more thoroughly than I can. So I'm sort of introducing him, and he's go- he wants to jump in and talk about it briefly, if that's all right. Oh, that's sure, a great that's totally idea. Fine. Okay, I told him which button on my mouse is the push-to-talk button, so I'm going to hand this off to is him. It back or forward? It's this one. Forward. <laughs> okay, we were just reviewing the button. So I'm going to let him sit in my chair, and he's going to talk real quick. His name is Steve, as you can tell in Discord. Yes. I'm excited. Okay, I'm here now. I can't wait. Right. So, um, Chelsea sprang this on me like half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I've, during quarantine, to keep things safe, I only let myself drink once a week. And tonight's that, uh, that once a week. So, <laughs> forgive me if I'm a little rambly. But, um, so Chelsea asked me to talk about a game called Tsukehime, which was 19-year-old Steve's absolute favorite visual novel. Okay. And I have not played this game since I was 19. Oh my. So, and I'm 28. Um, but Tsukehime is a game that has 10 different endings. Uh, it takes somewhere between, I want to say, 10 to 15 hours for a full playthrough of any one ending. And then, you know, you can skip text or whatever. It's a visual novel. Yeah. 
But yeah, there, there's 10 endings. It takes 10 to 15 hours. I did get every single ending way back in the day. Um, it's a visual novel where it is four hours before you get your first choice. Oh, geez. Okay. Ooh, that's Like, long. it is just reading a book with pictures for four hours, and you get a choice. And one of the choices kills you instantly, so it's not really a choice. And the other choice lets you continue on with the game. Hmm. But, um... Are you guys familiar with a series called Fate Stay Night? Uh, that actually yes. is very familiar, yes. Uh, uh, I watched oh, Fate I know something. exactly what you're talking about, yes! Okay. Okay, so this was made... Maybe the first Fate Stay Night was made before this game but it is made by the same people and in fact um a character from Tsukihime cameos in fate stay night fairly often from what i'm concerned there's like the little girl wearing a white sweater and she has like long blonde hair and kitty ears i see her in cameos i haven't actually seen fate stay night but she is from this game called Tsukihime um, I don't know if the two take place in the same universe or not, but they are the same people. And my understanding is that game is very well written. This game is very well written. Anyway, about the actual game. So Tsukihime is a game where you are just this seemingly generic anime boy in high school. You have a near-death experience, and then suddenly he realizes... That he has death perception. Not depth perception, but death perception. (laughs) (laughs) I can't hear it. It's turned off. Um, So what he can do is he can see the fragments of reality itself. So basically, he has special glasses, but when he takes off his special glasses, he sees these red lines over anything, and if he takes like a plastic butter knife and traces the line, the thing will break apart wherever it is, and he just randomly bumps into a vampire girl at one point and goes crazy and just cuts all her lines and just makes her explode. Oh, jeez. Okay. He doesn't really know why he did this, he just had to do it. And then two days later, she shows up again and says, hey, you killed me. And I was going to go kill an actually evil vampire. So now I need you to go kill that evil vampire. And then you go on this adventure to kill evil vampires because she was a good vampire before the good vampires got corrupted. So on and so forth. It's very complicated. It is a very in-depth story. There was an anime made on it that's like 13 episodes that just follows the true ending path where you where he hooks up with the vampire main vampire girl yeah this game is a slow burn but it's super rewarding the anime is so confusing if you don't play the video game i watched the anime i was deeply confused until i played the video game yeah, I will it, say it sounds like, like it, it picks up where... I'm reading a little bit as you're talking. It sounds like it picks up right after the game or something. No, so... yeah, No, the anime is a remake of the game, but it just follows, oh. like, one of the ten paths. No, okay, adapted. And it, okay, there you go. Okay, sorry, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's all good, but, um... 
shit, forgot what I was going to say. Again, so that's crazy. Saturday. This started as a game that became an anime and a manga. And then... Yes. Okay. No, okay. I remember what I was going to say. So like I said, there's 10 endings. Each ending takes about 15 hours to get. It's like four hours into the game before you get your first choice. And if you're a horny 19-year-old like I was way back in the day, and you're like, oh, sexy anime game. Oh, there's sex scenes in it. I want to play this. Yeah, six hours into the game before you get your first sex scene. And I don't. I know you guys said you wouldn't get too graphic, but I guess it's relevant. <laughs> it's it's a blowjob. Like, you don't see any naked ladies in this first <laughs> sex scene that took six hours to get to. Right. There's there's grown up content, but you've got to work for it. Like, yeah. So, at that point, like you know, they use sex to get you into the game, but I'm not really sure why sex, why there is explicit sex in this game, because the story's good enough to sell it. The story was good enough to sell the anime. Hmm. This this looks very much the the art style like the Yu Gi Oh anime. Like, holy yeah, cow. I would I would say it's pretty similar to that. I mean, I want to say the visual novel came out around 2004, 2005, so it's got that kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of anime had that had that aesthetic back then. Yeah, it, it's saying 2003. Oh no. Okay, that makes sense to me. I think the anime came the out anime in 2006. Was. Oh, the anime was 2003. Okay. It oh, my God. So the visual novel December must have been, 2000. like, 2001. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I had to find... Th- that is... So the way to spell this for listeners, if you want to look this up, um, is T-S-U-K-I-H-I-M-E. So, yeah, that's 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 why I can't spell things in Japanese, because there's a silent... Which... <laughs> couple if you're, letters If you're a nerd... If you're if you're an anime nerd, Suki means moon, Hime means princess, Sukihime means princess of the moon people, or something so along moon, those. Question mark? <gasps> the moon. No, no, she's princess. not a sailor. She's a princess. All yeah, lunar princess is the, the what they're saying here on the Wikipedia. Also, it was made by Type Moon Studios. So there you go. Yes, and that and that is the company that made Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero okay. and all that stuff. Which which the Fate. The Fate series is probably the most convoluted thing I've ever seen in manga or comics. That includes Cable's backstory. I all the I know fate- is I watched something where um, that King Arthur was a girl, and yes, they were trying. Yes. They were trying to stop the red-haired giant dude with a little boy. Who was kind of control? He was the summon, yet he was kind of running the show. Alexander the Great. Yeah, um, the Fate Stay Night universe is too convoluted for me to get into, and I play Crusader Kings two on the reg, so that should tell you a few things. But I do like. Oh, I know it was complicated. Okay. Yeah, I've never touched actual Fate Stay Night or Fate Zero. I've been interested, and I just never got around to it, but. 19 year old me that was just what i did for a month was played this one visual novel (laughs) um but yeah there's five different girls it's kind of interesting in that 
I mean, it's all choose your own adventure visual novel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is the main vampire girl. There is this girl who is like a sworn vampire hunter. There is your sister, because of course there's your sister. Although <laughs> she's not really your sister, because you're like, you find out that you were adopted. So that makes everything oh, okay. Shit. Did they do the whole freaking uh, sword art thing? Oh, God. Yes. Do they do the what? Sword yes. Art Online. Season Sword Art Online. 1 had a, oh, a, a plot yes. line yes. where the... Yes. Fuck, it's so creepy. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care that you're yes. not I mean, It, it comes off a little better than Sword Art Online. But oh, it is like, oh, I'm getting... I'm seeing this character naked and it's my sister. That's kind of weird. Oh, now they're telling us that you know, I was adopted. Well, I guess that makes it okay. Mm. Um, yeah, that happens. <laughs> I think something that's super cool that happens is that... So your your sister is super rich, and she has um, two maids. And the two maids are, of course, you know, romance options. As well, yeah. One of them is super outgoing. One of them is super reserved. And it turns out... That the one who's super reserved is like a really good, well-meaning person. And the one that's super outgoing is actually a psychopath. Mm. Um, there is, there's two endings per girl, kind of on average. There's five girls, ten endings. Okay. The psychopath girl has no good endings. She is crazy. Don't take your dick in crazy. But a fun thing that happens is that... There's a, in the anime, there's a flash. No, I got ahead of myself. So basically a super crazy thing happened when they were kids. And it like super altered the personalities of all the characters. So in the anime, there's a flashback. And you don't know what's going on. But it looks like one of the maids is super outgoing. And one of them is super reserved. And it is actually the flip-flop of what it is when Hmm. you meet them. You think that they are the other character, but if you're paying attention, they are who they are. Yeah, Yeah, they are opposites. There's a nice little bait and switch there that you can only see if you're really paying attention. Hmm. And there's just tons of neat stuff like that in this game. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. That was... That's a good addition to this as as well. See, like, I didn't think this this genre, because of Honey Pop, right, was going to be really that deep. Or Doki Doki. Like, Doki Doki is a little different, right? There's a yeah. lot of layers to Doki Doki. But, like, I feel like I played the least, like, <laughs> deep one. Well, the thing, I mean, the thing about visual novels is that a lot of people just use that as their excuse to write their book. But if they wrote it as a book, nobody would care. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're like, oh, I have my, I have my outlet now where people will listen to me so i'm gonna write my super deep story and that's what a lot of these authors do you know i get like i said with Tsukihime, i don't know why there is porn in this game there absolutely doesn't need to be mm-hmm. it's a perfectly acceptable game you watch the anime and it's great but they put porn in it basically because oh if there's porn in it people will watch it and now that i've got their attention i'm gonna tell my story Nah, i mean yeah it works for people I guess. <laughs> wow. 
Okay. All right, so I think I've said my spiel on that. I was fighting the very last boss in Metroid 2 when Chelsea told me to come talk, so I'm going to go back to doing that because I think I got him. Good luck. And I'll give <laughs> Chelsea the the mic back, but thanks for having me on. This was fun. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, Mort, did you have another one? Um, I forget. No, um, unfortunately not. Um, unfor- yeah, okay. I, we pretty much covered all the four that I was going to do. Um, okay. Yeah, Fate, uh, Fate Stay Night. Yeah, there's a lot. There's actually quite a lot there's about There's a really it. funny meme video about it. Um, it's actually it's, one it's I watched. It's so convoluted. Yeah. Um, when you're bored and looking for things on Netflix, that's one of the things I found. It's one of the very few animes I've watched on my own without any prodding from anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoyed it, but like again, I'm not super into anime usually, so I'm like, all right, well, I've watched one of them. And then I tried watching Zero, I think, and I was just like, I'm just no longer interested. It doesn't make any sense. I'm out. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, it's pretty wild because there's actually like um there are like licensed games, there's um whole other movies. Um there's different anime spin-offs and they're all based off of like different sequences that happen in the visual novels, but also as like um like parallel uh how do I describe it? Dimensions. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like parallel realities or like it's also better if you imagine as like it's the same story but different people are telling it. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's another way to to think about it. But or there's this YouTube video that I just linked. I will definitely be watching to, that sometime tonight. Then trying to understand the Fate series by Gigguk. You can probably find it if you Google it and try to approximate what I just said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's actually called "Trying to Understand the Fate Series," and that'll probably find it. Um, so, Pan, I think you had one more? No, the one more was... Oh, that was <laughs> it. Okay. Me. Sorry. <coughs> okay. I can't breathe. Oh, no, no. It's the COVID. I need some Lysol to inject. Quick, where's my EpiPen? <laughs> no! <coughs> no! Um, no, the one more... The one more I had to discuss was Suki Hime. Mm-hmm. And I had been typing at my husband for since like he mentioned it i was typing at my husband a while ago trying to talk him into coming on to talk about it because he could talk about it way more thoroughly than i could okay because to me Tsukihime is a pretty interesting visual novel slash dating simulator that involves vampires okay well um for this one uh well so i like i mentioned earlier i wanted to talk about this list of visual novels that are just uh, what's actually called totally out there dating sims. You have yet you have to see to believe, and holy shit, guys! I should have played some of these. Uh, I'm ready, and I might. So okay, Colonel, I love you, Colonel Sanders is on this list. So we already talked about that, right? Then there's My Horse Prince. It is literally a dating sim, and I think it's no. between a girl and a guy, but the guy is a horse. With a dude's face. I have a question. Oh, wow. Was, did that come out after Hatoful Boyfriend? Because I feel like that's just aping on Hatoful Boyfriend. Um, maybe? I don't know. It's not saying when it came out. Um, it also 
it also does appeal to the horse girl trope and the horse horse girl inside every woman. <laughs> well, all I know, because Hotful, there's there's there there's the guy option and then there's the bird option. This there's no option. It is a horse, and instead of having a horse's face, it is the dude's face, like anime face, not matching color to the brown horse with horse ears. Yep. So it's like shittily photoshopped on. Yes. It's like MS painted on. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, no. so, okay. Just the screenshots so, are just atrocious. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that came on the heels of Hotiful Boyfriend. Yeah, probably. Hotiful is also on this list, and uh, we talked about it a little bit. Hotiful is you are dating pigeons. Hotiful Boyfriend, and I won't go into it too much because it's been years since I oh, watched it. Oh, dear Jesus. But Hotiful is I just deep. looked up horse prints. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hotiful Boyfriend on the surface is it's like Doki where it's on the surface it's very much a straightforward dating sim then you figure out you're in a post-apocalyptic world where birds and humans are intermingling (laughs) and there's you live in a dome and everything else is like dead outside it's like really crazy shit going on in Hotiful and also there's that that big twist that happens in the middle of the game yeah yeah uh, the uh, next one was made by the Game Grumps uh, the YouTuber, I actually really like Game Grumps. So I don't watch them near as much as I used to, but they made Dream Daddy, the daddy dating simulator. Oh, where I that. I really, ass. oh my god. That's been on my Steam wish list for ages. Yeah. I swear, I will play that and I genuinely want to play it. Mainly because, like I said at the beginning of this, 90% of these games are from the male perspective. Yes. Dream Daddy can be from the male or female perspective. So you can be a gay dude looking for your big cuddly bear, or you can be a chick. Doesn't matter because yeah. it, it's uh, it's coded for either. Yep. I'm gonna buy Dream Daddy Set. once I have some money, which will probably be in late June. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love the fact that they they call the daddies dilfs, dads. I'd like to fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. That's just that's just amazing. Jesse Cox has like a one episode pl- let's play of this game. Yeah, and this is actually produced and made by Game Grumps. Um, like I didn't uh, know I was, that. I was actually interested. I probably won't play it or buy it myself. I do want to watch a full playthrough at some point though. Um, I may have. Actually I did not know that game. game Grumps made this. Yes, they did. They produced it. They didn't code it and everything. Oh, but yeah, they were, yeah. They had, of course. Uh, they had a heavy vision in it, too. So they actually have some influence on the decisions. They weren't just the producers. Game made Dream Daddy. They actually made some decisions. But, um, yeah. Um, I find that fascinating. So, quick question. When you say the Game Grumps, which two Game Grumps? So there's Aaron, of course. And which one was the other one? Because I know that he's had a bunch of different co-hosts. Uh, well, Danny. Danny is, is Danny? the main okay. one. That's that's okay. That's what I had hoped and assumed. So Ninja Sex Party, Danny, Danny, awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and also yeah. like Star Bomb. Yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, they, um, they made some pretty funny. Well, movies. yeah, because Star Bomb is Ninja Sex Party plus Aaron. That's all it is. Like they just added Aaron and made it video game oriented. Um, yeah. The next one is Jurassic Heart, uh, where you are dating a T Rex. It looks like or other dinosaurs as well. Um, I may have uh-huh. to play that one. Uh, and you are a human girl. Of course. Of course you will. Uh, dating a T-Rex with a tie. Um, at least that's the... If, if you ever play that 
If you ever played that, I want you to ignore that it's some Japanese schoolgirl, and I want you to pretend it's Turok. And I want you to make the choices that Turok would make. Yes. Yes, Do I will. It. I love this. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw I tweeted today about Turok, because it's on sale on GOG. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last one, listening? this one baffles me. I don't... Um, it's called Grand Old Academy... And it is a dating simulator where you date the 2016 Republican candidates, including Donald Trump. Ew! Whoa! Um, apparently it's only a demo, though. But, um. so it's not fully fleshed out. But, meet and fall in love with the seven debaters as you navigate the ups and downs of your new school. Okay, so I just googled this. I just googled this, and I'm looking at the pictures. And legitimately, the Donald Trump picture looks exactly like anime Jared Kushner, <laughs> which is creepy for a mul- for a couple different reasons. Because that's his son-in-law. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> but it, yeah, the the picture of Donald Trump for this game looks like Jared Kushner. That's kind of gross. Wow. <laughs> they did that on purpose. They did that on purpose. Of course they did. All right. Well, um. That's it for our dating sims. I was just quick mentions on that crazy list because I couldn't believe, especially the the Donald Trump dating simulator. Holy cow. Um, That is just something else. So uh, at the same time, we're going to be talking about something next week. Um, I think next week we'll take a little bit of a break from these lists, and I think it would be a good time to talk about some games that we've been catching up on from these lists. I think. Cool. Cool. Is a is a good time because I don't I don't have any idea of what I want to do for the next one and I'll have that figured out by next week. Um, okay. Because I spent time with the uh, well, mostly playing Animal Crossing and then also um, playing um, Honey Pop to try to get it ready. So. Same here. Like the only the game I've 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 done bare minimum in Animal Crossing this week, much to the disappointment of my internet friends who also play animal crossing right but uh i get in yeah i've mostly been playing katawa shoujo this week yep um so yeah i'm I'm good with what games we've been catching up on which should be different than our games we've been playing to cope with corona Mm -hmm. right it should be a very different episode yeah um okay so i'll I'll end up talking about rin world and my my crazy story on the podcast (laughs) yay Alrighty. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening tonight. Um, this is Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunter Sub Pod. Apparently, you can see see my Twitter for Gog deals lately. Like I've been going <laughs> going nuts with that. Um, but Are also, you going to share that Gog mo- shill money yet? No, they're never going to sponsor me. Even though I shill them so oh. much. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, we also have a couple other uh, podcast episodes coming out, like pretty close together we just did side quest for slay the spire i just posted that today and we're going to be oh my god recording tomorrow now is it tomorrow yeah i think it's tomorrow for the ikoria magic set release uh with leo and my brother and we're gonna talk about that and that's the godzilla set if you don't know if you don't follow magic there's literally godzilla in the set it is promo godzilla mothra Ghidorah, all that stuff. It's it's gonna be a fun episode because I love Godzilla. How strange. Uh, they got some sort of deal, 
And then, oh, you know, to hear the funny thing, they have a, there is a, uh, what they call the Death Corona Godzilla. It was a thing before the coronavirus, and it was printed <laughs> on the magic set before the coronavirus stuff. There has because Corona means crown. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they are no longer printing that card, but um, because of, because of the uh, wimps insensitivity it could cause. However, they didn't catch it enough time for the first print, so a lot of people could have a Death Corona Godzilla card in Magic. The so that sounds like a card. That sounds like the new, um, what is that card? The, the Black, Black Lotus? Lotus. Ye- that sounds like the Neo Black Lotus. In a way, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, Black Lotus will never be topped on its price. I think it's breaching 300000 now. Um Wow. Yeah, because of uh, well, because Black Lotus yeah. will never be re- reprinted. It will, and it, it, it right. only comes out from the sets from the '90s, which there's only right. so many left. <laughs> right, but what you do now is you spend three hundred bucks buying a Death Corona Godzilla now, put it in a hermetically sealed vault, and yes. will it to one of your daughters, and then she's set for life. Uh, it is highly Pretty likely much. because my brother, my brother, I don't know the amount of money he's spending. But if I do the math correctly, I do believe it's over $1,000 on boxes for this. Yeah, wow. no, I mean, just buy one on eBay is what I'm saying. Oh, no, spend no. Spend what you got to spend on eBay. Yeah, that's okay. Probably. All right. Uh, but he'll probably Back on get track. Uh, but yeah, so that that's it for me. Um, you Like I said, you can catch me at Hunters of Pod. And I will see you guys on that next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Morg? Well, you guys can always find me at MorganHay3 on Twitter. Um, sometimes you can also find me on uh, various discords that you can find me in. I'm, I'm sometimes in uh, the Hunter's Hub uh, Discord. But um, more often than not, I'll be on Twitter half the time. And mm-hmm. you can also find me uh, playing uh, a certain game on PlayStation 4. Trying to farm things up. Um, yeah, honestly, uh, with, uh, essential work coming into play, I'm probably not going to have as much time as I would like, but, um, if you guys want to keep in touch or if you want to follow, um, yeah, just give me a shout and, uh, we'll see if we can work something out. And you should also be playing Warface, good morgue. Yes, right? yes, 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 yeah. on Switch. Okay. Yes, yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's our next side quest. I'm not uh, forgetting And, and where will you be? Uh, well, you can find me on the Hunter's Hub Discord, um, as usual. I don't actually post there much, but you can always add me if you want to talk to me or play Animal Crossing mm-hmm. with me. Um, also, with my recently mentioned uh, life circumstance changes, I will be having a lot more free time, so I do plan to get editing on my backlog of the Chronicles of Vermont D&D games. Oh, boy. Which I haven't been able to do for the last several months yeah. because of corona and school requirements, but... Both of those things are lifting on me soon, so you should find some new posts coming up in about a week and a half on the Hunter's Hub yep. channel for the Chronicles of Vermont D&D games. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm back to writing as well. I took a long break, and now I'm back. So if you don't see me accidentally making furries mad, then you'll get to see me making people of the Wiccan and LGBTQ pagan religions mad. Plus. Yeah, I, I mean, I, every article plus, has to make uh, someone crowd. mad, right? Because, I, I mean... I know, I know. 
I'm I'm only writing about fantasy things. That's all. After all, right? <laughs> oh Perfectly boy. Innocent. Perfectly innocent. No, actually, legit. I'm worried about like pagan and Wiccan stuff because hags are not a favorable word for witches. But so <laughs> legit, Fort. Um, you can probably run your stuff past our actual pagan friend, whose username may shock you. Oh no, I know. And it's see, pagan. Unicorn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pagan. Uh but run it run it past him if you're genuinely worried about offending pagans, because he is an actual pagan. Okay. Now, when we're talking pagans, are we talking people who actually practice witchcraft? You know, with yes. incense yeah. and like they've got crystals. Yes. <gasps> Fortune telling? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. I'm a pagan as well. I never even realized okay. it. Okay. No. Yes. Our uh, we have a mutual friend on our D and D Discord. His name is Pagan Unicorn. As far as I can tell, he is the spawn of some hippies who lived on a commune. <laughs> that is amazing. And he he is a modern uh, paganist. Super chill dude and super ready to like point out where things may or may not be uh, offensive without being offended himself. Yep, I will certainly run it by him. Uh... And some other people I know, too. But thanks. And, Good. Uh, I guess that's it for tonight, folks. See ya. Toodles. <laughs>